Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! Hollywood, California, and today we have an interview with the author and founder of Pour Me Out a Blessing Ministries. Her name is Deborah Wolford. Now, Deborah has some power-packed message she wants to give today. I'm going to be interviewing her. She has bravely admitted that she has been through drug addiction, crimes that not only imprisoned her physically, but also caged her emotionally and spiritually. And in these insecurities, she searched for someone that could make her feel loved. And going from man to man, I know that very well, she only experienced mental, emotional, sexual, and physical abuse. And it was amid her living hell that she opened her heart to find God and his loving salvation. So I'd like to um, welcome, because we're going to get right to it, we have... Uh, a 30-minute show, so I just want to bring on, this is, as I'm going to uh, bring her on, this is Minister Deborah. Good afternoon, Minister Deborah. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. How are you? Oh, very good. I'm excited. I, I went to your website. I've actually listened to your blog radio show. And I just I just want to jump right into it. So before we begin, let's just go before the Father, and we just thank Him for this day and this opportunity to minister to to His people. Father, I thank you that myself and Minister Deborah come before you. You said the scepter is always extended, and we come before your throne room with thanksgiving and praise, and we thank you for this day. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, our Lord and our Redeemer. And let this be pleasing in your sight. Father, you know that you said that we are to be transparent, to let people know what we've gone through so they can know that there's a hope. And that hope is in the precious blood of your son, Jesus. So we thank you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right. As I said, let's get to it. Um, Deborah, I'd like to just ask you, um, tell me a little bit about your ministry and, and how you came to the Lord 
and whatever else is on your heart. Well, um, I was searching for love. That was my mission. I was on a mission. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And fortunately, I, um, I never really had love without abuse. So to me, that was never love. So once God set me down and uh, I decided to change, I just asked him to renew my mind. And I asked him to be my husband. I asked him to be my guide. So after that, I started trying to find out what the Lord had in store for me. What did he want me to do and why he just wouldn't leave me alone. So uh, I started praying, and I looked out at the sky, and I said, Well, Lord, if you really love me and you can change me and, and make my life different, I asked him to part the cloud. And I was just looking, and um, I didn't believe he was going to part the cloud, but he did. It just split in two. And yeah. I was like, Okay. I trust you. Well, I asked him to do that because I read in the Bible where he parted the Red Sea. So I want him to do something spectacular like that for me. So I asked him, and he did it, and then I started writing. And I'm still writing. All right. Praise God. Oh, listeners, she also has a book called 365 Days of Poetic Praise. So not only a, a, a writing as far as um, she's the writer, but she's also a poet. Does, how does that come about? Does the Lord give you poems? Do you um, share a little bit? We may have some listeners that are budding writers. Well, I love David, the man after God's own heart. And so when I asked God for a piece of his heart and I decided to be a woman after his heart, I uh, I started writing them little poems every day. I would read the Psalms and I would write how I felt about the Lord in a poem. And I'd say, okay. So I started doing it every day. And then I'd say, well, okay, well, then let me just make this out of a book and make it a daily devotional. So 365 Days of Poetic Praise is a daily devotional, and it has the scripture, and it has what it means to me written in a poem. So after that, I was like, okay, well, fine. So then I started writing uh, songs. So I have songs that I like to sing to the Lord, and I put them in a I put them in a um, I put them in a book, and then I decided okay to write my life story uh, in a poem and put that in a book, and now I'm writing loaded with God's favor and sending right I'm writing my fourth book. Amen, amen. Didn't have a chance to ask you this, but do you have anything that the right now that you can think of a poem that comes to your mind or something that we can hear? Because I know it's anointing. Uh, yes, I can read something from my from 365 Days of Poetic Praise, and um, I just like to tell God thank you for the wonderful things that he's doing in my life and, you know, just giving me peace because ain't nothing like the peace that God gives you. You know, when you have um, total peace, there's understanding that comes with it. And sometimes, you know, we can't maintain our peace if we don't have understanding of God's will. Well, I read... um, for today, 
is um, resist the devil. The devil gets him on my nerves. He's always bothering me. God said, resist the devil, and he shall free. Now that me and Jesus are on one accord, I find myself constantly growing in the Lord. Now I can see the devil when he's headed my way. I resist the devil when I start to pray. Sometimes he sneaks up on me when when he's in disguise, but God has trained me to discern his lies. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of sound mind. I've learned how to resist the devil and keep him behind. Often I tell him, I see you now. Watch out. What you going to do? He's hated when I thank God for the things he brought me through. Speak to the Lord. He hears all your cries. Resist the devil. Don't believe his lies. Amen, amen, amen. All right. That is awesome. Oh, that is beautiful. Resist the devil. That's right. <laughs> well, did, was that a particular period in time, or it was? had you just gone through a major battle? Um, what what inspired that poem? Um, basically, I used to just um, pick um, pick a, a scripture out and read it. So this one was based on um, James. This was um, based on the what I read in James four seven and eight. You know, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, because, see, the devil comes in a form of doubt, discouragement, fear, and stuff like that, especially when people are negative. When when you're around negative people, there's a, I call it the devil, you know, because he's always trying to discourage you and distract you and keep you from what you're focused on. And if you keep, if you resist him, then, you know, you can freely do God's will. Because when you start praising God through all, through your attacks, that pisses them off. You know, you got to find the good in every situation. No matter what happens, you got to minimize it. A friend of mine's house got broken too, you know, and she was really pissed off. But, you know, I told her, I said, well, honey, you just got to be glad that you still got a house to come home to. At least it didn't burn to the ground. And she wasn't walking closely with the Lord, so she really didn't understand it. You know, she thought what I was saying was rather dumb. But, you know, you have to minimize everything the devil does to you, you know, and give God glory because wherever there's a problem, God has the solution. So if you turn your eyes to the Lord and allow him to fix things and don't let nothing stop you from your praise party every day because the Bible says pray without ceasing. I mean, never stop praying. Just start. Just thank the Lord for every little thing. You know, when you sit down and eat, you got to thank the Lord that you got food on the table. When you got something to drink, you got to thank God for having something to drink. If you could put your food in a microwave and warm it up, thank God for your microwave. You know, there are people out there eating dirt. Yeah. And when you got a meal, you can go in the kitchen and you can turn on the stove and cook you something to eat or put you something in a microwave to eat, then it's time for you to be grateful because some people don't have food. And when you can get up and get dressed in the morning, thank God because some people don't have clothes. You know, there's always somebody else worse off than you. So if you are grateful and you thank God for each and everything you got, everything you have will soon multiply because God loves to reward us. He opens up window and pours out blessings every day 
but sometimes people don't see them because they don't come in material form. God pour you out blessings when you're able to think and speak and make choices. Amen, 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 sister. You know, one of the things that I, the the beauty of what I saw and what you were not only being able to praise God through some really, really tough times, and, you know, you never know what people have gone through. I have told my listeners how I had tried to commit suicide. I had been abused. I had thought that everything was over with. And I remember reading of how you went through abuse, and there was a particular um, incident, and I um, don't know if you feel like sharing that or, you know, because a lot of times people are hurting and they're like, oh, yeah, well, they can talk. They, they, they don't know what it's like. They have no idea what, it's, what I'm going through, uh, this person I'm staying with, or this, this is what I went through. And how can God help me, you know? Uh, what, what would you say to that? Well, that's actually what God has called me to do, um, to minister to women that's been abusive relationships and on drugs and stuff like that. And um, my last abusive relationship um, lasted for like 10 years. And the last incident, he stabbed me 12 times. Um, he cut my left finger was hanging off. My left wrist was hanging off. He stabbed me four inches into my breast. And they said that if it would just been just a little bit closer than it'll puncture my heart and my lung. So anyway, you know, I was pronounced dead, but God brought me back to life. You know, I had an encounter with him, and it was just, this it, This was profound because it was like I really could believe this. And it was like I was going down a dark hall, and he was telling me, no, no, go back. And, you know, I heard my kids in the background. They were crying and screaming. Um, and it was it was like, oh, my God. And I was tired of the relationship. So I was trying to find my way to him because I didn't want to, I didn't, I mean, how could I live without this man when he, he paid all the bills, he worked, all I did was stay at home, cook, clean, and take care of the kids. How am I supposed to survive? So when I thought about the abuse, it was like, well, okay, it'll end pretty soon. And while he was hitting me, I went to another place. I went to a place nobody else can go. And when the physical abuse was over, I knew the heal, the wounds would heal. But the mental and the emotional abuse, it stuck with me. And I had to read Romans 12, 1 and 2, and let God renew my mind and transform me so that I can get those thoughts out of my head and stop believing the lies that I was told. It started out I was lied to as a child. Then I was lied to in my relationships. I was lied to because God had a plan for me all along. I made some bad decisions and some bad choices, but when I chose to allow God to renew my mind, my life changed. And it changed for the better. It changed. It's the my my salvation is helping others. 
My salvation is telling people how bad I was so they'll know how good God is. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've been through because if it wasn't for the things that I've been through, I wouldn't be where I'm going today. As a matter of fact, today is my anniversary. Um, I've been drug-free, relationship-free, and haven't had a cigarette in three years. And I feel good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I didn't even know it, but God knew. He knew this was going to be your anniversary. And you have the power over the enemy, and we put the enemy under our feet because he wants to say, oh, you don't need to talk about that. What are people going to think? It doesn't matter because the bottom line is somebody out there needs to hear what you just said, sister. Somebody out there needs to know that there is hope. You don't have to take that. And I just want you to minister to someone out there that's listening that is maybe knows someone or they themselves are going through it. So I just want to just agree with you and undergird you in prayer, but you just pray for that person out there. Amen. Now, you know, this is what this is what's funny. You know, have you ever been real cold that you put on layers of clothes, you know? And to me, Every time I talk about the Lord and the things that he brought through, brought me through, it's like I'm taking off a layer. It's like I'm taking off a layer of fear. I'm taking off a layer of hate. I'm taking off a layer of, of worthlessness. I'm taking off a layer of of hate, you know, because I don't hate the I don't hate uh the man that did this to me. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for what he did to me, I wouldn't be where I'm going. Because sometimes you have to go through something traumatic in order to get your eyes open. You know, some people just don't see. It's like it was hidden in plain sight. But now I can see because the things that happened to me opened up my eyes, and I see a brighter future. I really didn't have a dream. I really didn't have no hopes for the future. I was just hoping, okay, I'm going to stay with him long enough for my kids to get grown and go to school, and then I can leave. I never really saw a way out, and God gave me a way out, you know. Maybe, you know, uh, for somebody else, maybe they don't want to go through all of that. And I want to encourage them to get out before that because it was only by God's grace that I was brought back to life. So I had a friend that actually didn't make it. I had a lady that used to do my hair, and she said, she says, honey, she said, you got to get away from him. He's going to kill you. And a few months before this this actually happened to me, she got killed. She got stabbed and, and ran over by a car. So she didn't get a chance to make it. She didn't get a chance to tell people how she survived, but I'm here to tell them how she didn't make it and how I barely made it and how I want them not to go through what I went through. You know, I don't want my boys to grow up abusive to women. I don't want my daughter coming home with no black eyes. So if I teach them how to love themselves and let them know the things that shouldn't happen in a relationship, then they'll know. Because if he calls you out, you start calling you out your name, that's a hint he's abusive. You know, if he raises his voice at you, that's a sign that he's abusive. You know, there are signs before you get to the physical abuse. 
like, you know, asking too many questions and, you know, being obsessive. You know, and then there are signs, and those signs mean get out. It's time to run. You know, a lot of times we won't love so bad, we're like, oh, well, you know, maybe he just loved me a lot. No, it's the difference between love and control and obsession. And people really need to know the difference because it's the difference between life and death. And I wish I knew a long time ago some of the things that I know now. And it it makes me appreciate love. And I know once I find my soulmate and my my true love, I know how to treat him, and I know how he shouldn't treat me. Amen, amen, sister. You know, one thing they said, you know, how do you know when you can find the perfect person for you? Well, first of all, there's no perfect people, but you've got to let yourself be made by be made whole by the Lord. You have to be. Uh, ready for that person that he wants to send you to. He doesn't want two broke people together. That means financially means brokenness in spirit, mind, soul, you know, and 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 spirit. So if they're broken, then two halves don't make a whole. It's two holes that make a whole. Two whole people. So I just want there. I just want to right now just lift up and just and along with my sister, we just pray for anyone that knows someone who's going through an abusive relationship, or if you yourself are listening, I just say right now, you are valuable. The Lord loves you. You are his child. And, Father, we just ask right now that you just send forth angels to surround that person. Father, we send forth a word that says that they are to be, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And today, you are free. If you call out, on, call out on the name of Jesus, he is to come and he's going to rescue you from that situation. You have to come to the end of yourself and realize that you do not deserve this. You did not do anything. You can't, you're not perfect. There is only one perfect person, and that's Jesus. But you deserve, and God wants you right now to be made whole. So, Father, I thank you that we are just snatching those women, and sometimes men, just don't think of all women, and sometimes men snatching them straight out from the pit of hell, from Satan's trap, and we snatch them right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for my sister who's come boldly and unashamed and talk about what you have saved her from. And we just thank you. And we just give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, you, it's Thank funny, you. we haven't talked, but you sound like when you left your body, you went to hell. See, I went to hell, too. And so it's interesting that you came back to life, I came back to life, and some people haven't come back to life. And so when we came back to life, our lives are not our own. We are to go and tell people there are, there is a real hell. There is a real heaven, and choose, because today is the day of salvation. Father said, snatch them from the pit of hell. Thank you. Well, I tell everybody. Anything else that comes on your heart? Anything else on your heart? we got a few more minutes. Well, I love to tell people that God is wonderful. I just love to tell people God is wonderful, and he came to hell himself to get me because he said, that I was not trash 
you know, people may threw me away and disown me, but God said, uh-uh, she's mine. And he picked me up and put me back on the wheel. And, you know, he took away some of the things that uh, defined me, and he put me on that wheel, and he turned me, and he molded me, and made me the woman that he wanted me to be. Now I'm fearless. I don't have no fear. I mean, you know, if I feel that there's something I I want to do to serve the Lord, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it with gladness. I'm going to serve him with my whole heart. Because every day I tell the Lord, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Because I'm still alive and I thank God that I'm alive. Because I could I could have been dead and gone. I should have been dead and gone. But I ain't dead and gone. So I'm going to give God praise. Amen. Amen. All right, Minister Deborah, do you have one story of how the Lord led you, led you to someone or they came to you? Um, anything that comes to mind? Well, sure. I was at the airport. I was on my way to I was on my way to a book signing, and they told me I had to wait an hour for my car. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go around and try to sell me some books. And then I met a lady that uh, owned her own bookstore, and she invited me there to have a book signing. And when I went there, I sold more books there than I did anywhere else. And <laughs> I was looking at a lady, and she just looked like she was just in total, oh, my God, she just looked like she was just about to burst into tears. And so I waved at her, and she came over there. I said, well, what's wrong? She said, I was on my way to Chicago, and they said that um, one of us, her or her son, had to catch another plane, and she didn't want to leave her son. So I say, in the name of Jesus, somebody is not going to make it on time, and you're going to be able to get to see you and your son is going to be on a plane. And I say, matter of fact, when we get to Chicago, I say, I'll give you a ride to where you got to go if you just follow me to the rental car. And before I could put my bag up there in the overbend, there she was with smile and, and hope in her eyes. You know, just because mm-hmm. I took time, you know, to pray and ask the Lord to make room for her on this flight, you know, and um, she said that that helped her trust God a little more, you know. So we got a chance to talk and everything while while uh, we were on the plane, and it was just a blessing, you know. Sometimes you have you have to look and let the Holy Spirit guide you, and don't be afraid to reach out to people. Don't be afraid to uh, to call on people and 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 tell them about the Lord. So I just thank God that you know I'm obedient. And I make mistakes, but I ask God to forgive me, and I don't dwell on it. I keep going. It's like if I drive down the wrong street, uh, I'm not afraid to turn around and go back. <laughs> Amen. Well, Mr. Deborah, tell us, tell the um, listeners how they can get a copy of your book, how they can get in touch with your ministry, if they want to feed into your ministry. Um, how can they do that? Well, um, my website is www.poormeoutablessing.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-E-A-B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G, poormeoutablessing.com. And my email address is poormeoutablessing at comcast.net. And they can email me with prayer requests. They can get autographed copies of my book. 
And I also send people um, free name poems that support me by purchasing one of my books. That means I take the letters of your name and put it in a in a poem. It's like the footprints in the sand, and it's personalized. You know, um, I just I'm just truly grateful for the people that support me um, by purchasing my books and um, tapes and stuff like that because I'm really going into the next level with. With my worship, my praise, and everything I'm doing for the Lord. Amen, amen. Well, Lord, well, Father, I just thank you for Minister Renee. And, Lord, I want to just um, say a special blessing and the ironic blessing over her and her ministry. But I want her to have a final word, Lord, to speak to the audience. But right now, I just lay my hands on you in the spirit, and I say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord give you peace. And I just thank you, Minister Renee. Say, uh, uh, speak to the audience right now. You have the last word. You have about a minute. All right. Well, my website is www.pointmeoutablessing.com. And my name is Deborah Wolford. And I just love to give God praise. And if you need prayer requests, just reach out to me. There's a form you can fill out on my website, and I will I, I take my prayer requests seriously because I pray for people because I want people to be healed and hope. So I just want God to inspire you with the words that I that come out of my mouth. Praise God. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, everyone, see you next week. Today is the Sabbath, so shalom for all my Messianic Jewish friends out there. And we'll see you next week. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go. Come on!